Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into week three of Talking Shop. Here we go. So here's the deal here. Each week I have on my fantasy football opponent to talk about our match. We also break down NFL games, league results. Sometimes we do a little NFL trivia, talk off the field news, et cetera, et cetera. This week, I'm very, very excited to have on the pod Dylan Lockman, a.k.a. Brady can go buck himself. Thank you, Matt. A long-time listener, first-time caller. So, first question, really, why the hate towards the man that, that brought the Patriots years and years of unparalleled success? Yeah, yeah, great question, Matt. Thank you thank you for teeing that one up. And also thanks to Danny Kale for that tee-up from week two, Pod. Um, just, to, just to really address this one head-on. I, I really thematically have gone with puns on Brady's name for, for years now, or things that reference the Patriots. And this is just opportunity. It was just low hanging fruit. And I said, sure, why not? Why not go for it? I still I still played the guy this week. I still have a lot of respect for the guy and a lot of love for Tom Brady. I'm not a jersey burner. I still have my Patriots 12 jersey. You know, it's it's all all in jest, all in good fun. <laughs> love it. So what are your thoughts on Cam so far? Are you liking what you're seeing? It is so interesting to see such a different quarterback playing for the Patriots. You know, the Patriots and Tom Brady have been synonymous for like nearly two decades for most of the the formative years of my life. Six Super Bowls with a pocket passer and now seeing a guy that can scramble. I remember Tom Brady when he upped his social game like a year or two ago. Um, I think it was a run against the Dolphins where he had like a cheetah that was overlaid into, into Tom Brady, just making like a 10-yard dash just poking fun at how slow he is i think it's cool to see to see cam back there and um you know i've had a had the chance to watch i don't know four across all the whole season four quarters it's been uh super hectic lately uh but i've uh i've, I've been a newly married man newly yeah married yeah man over here. yeah it's great it's great i love having Kristen as my wife and we're uh, down in santa barbara right now and just hanging out with Kristen's sister and it's just great to great great to kind of be in this next oh. stage man and congrats oh, again to you, our, our host here, to, to you and Miss Kiara. Thanks, or man. Mrs. We're beyond Kiara. excited as well. We're beyond excited as well, man. It's cool. Like, we're only, what, week three now in? But um, I was joking with Mike Ryan recently that, like, imagine if you told us freshman year of college that the three of us would get married within, like, two weeks of each other. And none of us would go- come to each other's weddings. But, like, not because we're not friends, <laughs> but because there's, like, this, like, global disruption, like, this pandemic, you know? <laughs> Insane times, man. Insane times, but happy for Mike as well. We're going to take a quick break here, too. Uh, we got to pay the Wi-Fi bill. So this is our first sponsor, Till. It's exciting. Have you off for our first sponsor break. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So this podcast is brought to you by University of Phoenix. From the people that brought you a PDF college degree in your pajamas from your couch comes their latest offering. You want to guess what it is, Dylan? Um, knowledge. It's live classes. As everyone else plays follow the leader, University of Phoenix is once again displaying their trailblazing approach to the industry by pivoting to in-person only. That's right. Starting this fall, put away those PJs, get a babysitter, and head on in for an experience unlike any other. To take advantage of this offer, send away for a brochure by writing in to University of Phoenix, 4025 South River Point Parkway, Phoenix, Arizona, 85040. And now a special offer exclusively for our listeners. In the memo section of your tuition check, write Talking Shop to get 15% off. That's right. University of Phoenix. Popular courses include cursive, New Testament Greek, botany, and ceramics. Once again, that's Talking Shop to get 15% off. Okay, let's get back to the pod. Okay, so the draft. Dylan, fourth overall Yes, sir. Alvin Kamara. Could not be happier. 
just could not Not be happier with that. I had my eyes set on Kamara at four. Um, I was looking around. I think someone else that kind of came into my mind, I knew I was going running back just first round. You have to go running back, especially at four. Like you're going to, you know, that that's that's prime RB one territory, and so I I was really stoked to see Kamara. I know he's had a couple great seasons, and I know Drew Brees is declining a little bit in or getting up there in years, and you know still can put put on a hell of a performance. But he's definitely relying on the running game a little bit more now too. Um, and going back to a point Matt Renner made week one is you know you got to pick te- winning teams, and even though they're not winning, um, they they put up points <laughs> like they should be winning. That's great. Okay, so second round, Travis Kelsey. Gotta love that pick. I think he was the first tight end off the board. Yep. Uh, my, I, I know that Travis Kelsey, is just, he's an outlier. And you just have to think about outliers when you're building your roster. It's simple as that. Um, then you went Galladay. Sorry, Detroit, uh, third round. Not sure there how he's been performing so far. Jonathan he's, Taylor, yeah. fourth round. Yeah, um, Galladay's been injured then, for a lot of the season. Taylor, I would, I'd be happy to disclose some of the, the strategy behind this all. It's value over yeah. replacement. It is mm. looking at depth charts. And it is just picking offenses that, looking at their coordinators, favor either a running game or a throwing game. It's as simple as that. Simple as that. Are you looking at a running back by committee backfields? Or are you looking at a place that really only has one or two backs that really get touches? Um, secondly is value of a replacement. If you didn't pick up this player at this point in the draft, uh, what's your average points going to be in the neighborhood of the next time you try and seek that? If let's say through the snake draft, you know, if you're looking at another, what, 23 picks in between, is that the number? Yeah. 24 right. picks in between? Uh, well, it depends, I guess, where you are. If you're in the, right in the middle, like pick six, seven, then you wait, you know, 12 picks in between. But if you're on the corners, then you got to wait 22. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't swing all the way. But still, I like. I'm still very focused on at every every step of the draft. What is the value of replacement of this player? And I crunched some data for it. He's a data man. All right. So Tom Brady round eight. Uh, Your team name is a bit of a joke. Obviously, it's a. It's not a shot at Brady. You you drafted the man early. Round eight had a lot of faith in him. He had a good. He had a good game this weekend too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I also picked up Tannehill later, and I, I last it was the last adjustment I made was to put Brady back in. I felt like he'd have just this. This would be the game that he actually kind of plays at the level that I, I've seen him play over for quite a while. So yeah, I was I was happy to happy to throw him in this week, and you know I'll, I'll take twenty four points off a quarterback. I also have a little bit of league news. Danny has officially placed Mike Evans on his trading block. Um, so uh, he is available out there. I think he's looking for a running back, but uh, just a bit of a plug to the rest of the league in case anyone's looking to acquire a pretty pretty sensational wide receiver. I didn't know we were doing a second sponsor at this point. Danny Gales. <laughs> Danny did. If, if you want that, that trade, if you want to, you want that trade, uh, make sure you put Talking Shop in the and when you're checking out <laughs> for for the fifteen percent discount. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so history in the league. <laughs> Your uh, your best finish second, twenty sixteen. Haven't seen you on the podium since. You want to say the reasons why? Any? I think I've done in the past. I I don't think I've had the drafts the drafts I've wanted in the past couple of years. I've no one to blame but myself, of course. But I think there's a laziness in the research, uh, and just not 
prioritizing running backs early enough. Uh, so I, I, I tried to try to adjust my strategy a little bit this year. And uh, I've I had a couple wins that I eked on by, but I'm, I'm liking kind of the general position of my team uh, right now. seems like they're quite productive. Uh, it all starts from the draft. Yeah. I always struggle with that too. It's like, I don't know, like you get to week one and then you start to see it on the field and you're like, okay, now I see it. Now I should have went with that running back over this other one. But the preseason doesn't tell you much. Obviously we didn't have preseason this year, but like, I don't know what to read. If I'm reading Matthew Berry, am I just reading the same thing that everyone else is reading? And then I don't exactly have a perfect like pre-draft, like pre-week one, like way to do research that I think gives me an edge and like, Maybe just doing like value over replacement data analysis is the way to go. But I never really, never really knew where to put in my time and effort. Totally, totally. Yeah, the I I think it's you know the, the other big data point I mentioned was understanding the depth charts. So before I draft anyone, because like I don't watch junior varsity, which is college football, so I don't know a lot of the names up and coming. But then I'll you know I'll see some of these new names which are coming in, and I'll look at where they fit on their depth charts, and I'll just get a quick blurb on them. But I do agree that you know there you, if if everyone has the same strategy going into it, you're going to be scrambling. I think you have to. I, I often consult a few trusted sources too, of course, just to kind of get get their thoughts on um, you know some some offenses that are poised to go off, and also just some some players that maybe have been rising stars and just haven't yet hit their peak. I like to, in the leagues leading up to it, have a, I go to a couple, couple confidential resources. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I think we have a lot of scouts in our league for like the Seahawks. Uh, so if you're not going to get much value there because they know the team better than, than we do, but uh, totally. the, uh, it's, it's not like being a Giants fan has helped me out very much. I don't see the, uh, <laughs> there's not really many players coming up there. Um, everyone's heard Saquon, so it's not like I'm getting much of an edge by knowing, you know, about Saquon. But, yep, yep. Um, yeah, and I also noticed the last two winners of our league, Chrissy and Andrew Lamb, have just had incredible talent at the quarterback position. Like, Chrissy had Lamar last year. Lamb had Rodgers and Wilson the year before. And I know that we're drafting quarterbacks late, like 6th to 10th to 12th round, and it's because of this value over replacement strategy i think because you know you can go you can flip down to the test best quarterback and you're not getting much better than the fourth best quarterback you're not getting much you're not getting anything worse than the fourth best um but like yeah if you look at the history now last couple years having one of the best like one or two quarterbacks in the league has kind of made the difference i think like the ideal sort of draft like if the right players were available and the right offenses i would i would love to go running back running back quarterback you know, if you could pick up it, yeah. like where did where did like Mahomes go this year and Lamar? Um, let's check. So yeah. Mahomes went sixth pick, second round, so very early. Wow. Yeah. Good job, Dave. Lamar went twelfth pick, round one. So they did go early. So maybe people yeah. are kind of adjusting yeah. their strategies. Well, then who's the third QB to go? Russell Wilson's making quite a quite a case for like MVP. He's having a phenomenal season. That was a great pickup. He's had five touchdowns the last two <laughs> just, weeks. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable, man. With with you having Russell Wilson and me having uh, Tyler Lockett, thank God I offset some of that productivity this week. Three of them. Um, I want to talk about our matchup, which has been insane. Yeah. So yeah it's, it's, we, been good. We, it's yet to be de- it's yet to be determined. So it all comes down to tonight's game, and we have by far the two highest scores in the league. 
So it's quite the heavyweight battle. Yeah. This is, we're giving the people what they want. Russell Wilson and Tom Brady both came through. And then our, our, um, our round one running backs. Oh, my God. Nick Chubb, <laughs> two touchdowns, 100 yards. And then on your side, Alvin Kamara had 200 yards, all-purpose yards. All-purpose. Even yeah. touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. You even go down a locket, had three touchdowns for you and 100 yards. I thought this week was over as soon as James Robinson with 25 points on <laughs> Thursday night. night. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, all right, well, you know. Was was not a zero percent chance I could climb back into this thing, but it was it was not pretty, not pretty to start at a twenty five point deficit. It's uh it's insane. Yeah, we're both projected to be in the mid one forties. So I mean, just a a- absolutely crazy week. We both deserve a W. Unfortunately, that's unfortunately we're playing each other, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, here we go. You know, one of us is going to walk out of here with our first L. Yeah, we'll, we'll, and it won't be from not scoring a lot of points. It'll be just from mm-hmm. unlucky. Yeah, unlucky matchup. This is the, this is the second week in a row where this has happened. I mean, you you, <laughs> you you snubbed in. I mean, I think that just goes to show that you have a pretty solid explosive team. That's that's what that says to me. So well, I think there's a real have and have nots in our league right now. There's the injuries have really riddled some of these teams. Riddled is that the right word? No, it's not the right yeah. word. Yeah, yeah, riddled with injury. Yep, that's correct. Riddled with injury. But yeah, I mean, I said that there's there's a there's a wealth gap in the league right now. Yeah, the rich, really the rich are getting richer. <laughs> okay, so you want to do a little trivia? Sure, sure. Album covers for 800. Yeah, so let's gigantic Patriots fan. Let's start there. The Patriots have won a lot, a lot. They've won six Super Bowls. They've been to 11, most in your lifetime. Maybe all in your lifetime, actually. All. Yep, all. Blunt 97, uh, which was the 96 season to Green Bay. Yeah, so not only were you live for all 11 trips, but you were actively a football fan. It's not like, you know, there's two of them when you were four years old so correct um Patriots have won six been to 11 six Super Bowl wins and five Super Bowl losses are both tied for one in NFL history can you name who you share those records with uh I think six is going to be with Steelers with the W's correct correct and then the, the losses I'm really torn here between two franchises um, I know the Bills went three years in a row and lost three, but I'm also thinking about other teams that have been quite a bit or have had productive seasons that would afford them opportunity to lose the big one. And I would say maybe maybe the Cowboys. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I think I'm stick I mean, with the Bills. I actually think the Bills have went to four in a row. Uh, I could be wrong, but we'll double check that. I think they went to four in a row and lost four in a row. But the answer is actually the Broncos. They're three and five in the Super Bowl. They have five Interesting. Super Bowl losses. Okay, cool. I was I was not on base for that one. The logic held, but just I uh, didn't put it together with the Broncos. Yeah. Well, good try, good try. I like it. Thank Solid you. effort. So next week we got Kansas City versus Patriots, potential AFC title game. What do you hope to see from your pass this early in the season? I really hope to see the Pats be able to slow down a really multi-dimensional offense. Um, I, I think the Pats have shown that they can score um, and ability to really confuse, slow down, force some turnovers, do something to really rattle and disrupt these offenses that are just deemed untouchable. That's, the, that's I think, something that I, the one thing if I could ask for is that. Um, I think they'll continue to score continue to find ways to get it done and, 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 uh, and possess the ball and possess game clock. 
So yeah, I think this season, especially for Bill Belichick, is like you know it's weird to say for somebody that already has such an incredible record, but like he's looking at this like here are the years without Brady. Like, what can I prove with my legacy that I can do yeah. even without the best quarterback, best player of all time? This is a science experiment. You know, Belichick is the <laughs> yeah. control and his quarterback is the variable. You know, it's all those two things have been <laughs> yeah. able to just get everything through. So this is, yeah, this is a science experiment. And I think uh, it's, it's, it's going pretty well so far. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. Okay, week four. Let's go through some, uh, some games here. I'd love to get your opinion on these three games. And if you could pick a winner for us. Uh, in the past, we got Matt Renner was two and one. Danny Kill, two and one. See if you can beat those guys. Sure thing. Game number one, Baltimore is going on the road to Washington, D.C. to take on the football team there. And they are a 13.5-point favorite. This was, I think, the hardest of the three that I looked at because, I, oh, first off, I love just the close proximity, like this Maryland, Washington, D.C. kind of. I love those games that are close in proximity because you get, you get a lot of, like, blended fan bases there. I think Baltimore is going to cover this one. Even though Washington can put up some points, Baltimore is just too strong. I think they're going to – I think Baltimore covers. Yeah, that's a big line, though. 13 and a half is a lot of points. I know. I know. I'm I'm confident in them. Yeah, there's huge potential there for some backdoor covering and stuff, you know, because Baltimore up 20 and then, yeah, Yeah. you never know. Game two, Buffalo going on the road to Vegas, three-point favorite. Buffalo, 3-0, one of six 3-0 teams. And then, of course, we have a battle of 2-0s tonight. I think – Buffalo is going to cover as well. I was impressed with that performance the Raiders put up against the Saints, taking that W. I did not expect that. And I think I think that was the one Renner got wrong, um, which is I think that just kind of shocked the league. But then happy the Pats took a W off of them. So I think the, the AFC East continues to continues to roll there. Yeah, I guess that game was a little weird in that it was it was the Las Vegas Raiders like home opener at their new stadium. So maybe they had a little bit of a extra fire behind them early season matchup Saints probably took their foot off the pedal a little bit or something like that I've I've been uh, really interested in all these these Las Vegas teams is going on a bit of like a heater in their beginning right like the yeah. Las Vegas Knights like who expected a, oh, like which, a palm a, who expected a palm tree hockey team to do so well right that's, they went that's to impressive the finals, stuff. Right? yeah it was the Caps that year Caps took it 4-1 someone told me about the Knights basically they were allowed to draft like second line players from teams across the NFL or sorry across the NHL and so they had hmm. just a whole squad of second line players which um and their like yeah. third line was made up of second line guys so they were just like you know head and shoulders imagine imagine if we just opened up a 13th spot in our league and then people were just plucking people off of people's rosters like that yeah yeah, exactly. yeah you'd have a sick team <laughs> yeah exactly our third game Dallas uh, home. They'll probably have fans there. I think they're at 25% these days. Four and a half point favorites against the Cleveland Browns. Is that 25% COVID positive or what? <laughs> yeah. Or are you talking about capacity oh my God. stadium? I, 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 can't, I just can't with you. I see these fans on TV. Like, I, I mean, okay, maybe the seats are fine, but I mean, these stadiums are not designed <laughs> to get like groups of people in and out without getting close to each other. The bathrooms, the concessions, no. uh, there's so many opportunities for you to get close to people. No, no, no. It's it's pretty bad. Not not a. I do not support that. Um, all right, so we're looking at Dallas. So Dallas is a home favorite against Cleveland, four and a half. I think I think I'm gonna just go. I think we go cover again. I think Dallas is gonna feel pretty energized to be to be around their one of a, one of out of every four fans in that stadium. 
So <laughs> I think I think they're, think they're going to feel it. Yeah. Well, I hope Nick Chubb still gets his for for my team's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as as long as we're not playing, I'll, I'll root for him. T- tell me about the genesis of the podcast. Like, well, tell me about the inspiration. Well, where did this come from? This came out of nowhere, and I'm happy to be here. And I've uh, had a couple good laughs from the first two, but I, I want to know how did this come to be? The uh, just a combination of being trapped in our apartment and wanting to catch up with my friends and just wanting to hear about like what other people are their approach to coming up with a great fantasy football team. I think those two things in tandem sort of were the genesis for this. And people have been super willing and excited to come on so far, which, so I think I've stumbled onto something, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. Uh, the format is just spot on. I think it, it opens up natural dialogue. Is this something you created? Did you solicit input on this? How, how did that come to be? No. This just comes from years of listening to podcasts and trying to pull out some of my favorite things from uh, my favorite podcasts. So, yeah. Perfect. I like that a lot. I should probably come with one final question. If you, if you were to have another podcast that was not fantasy football related, a non-sports yeah. podcast, what would you do? I would do a personal finance podcast with an emphasis on lower income and marginalized communities and trying to get cool. that and trying to, to fix that um, learning knowledge gap uh, that I think exists for systemic reasons. Really cool. I like that a lot. And d- fun fact about this. Did you know that TI is a big community educator about finances and wealth <laughs> and, uh, and accumulation and, you know, explaining like the value. Remember on that episode of, uh, of no, that, Knox, where they're explaining compound interest and everyone's like, I don't believe you. Like, uh, it's, yeah. it's that sort of stuff. Just It's those sorts of concepts that have just never uh, been fully articulated or shared. Uh, TI is doing the same sort of thing within kind of some uh, Atlanta communities, I heard. So good on him. And But that's cool. I, lo- that's I love, really the, cool. Uh, love, uh, love that without hesitation where that answer came from. That's good. Great stuff, Matt. Yeah. It's a great answer. I'm probably getting this quote wrong, but I'm pretty sure Einstein said compa- compound interest is like the greatest force in the universe or something like that. There's definitely four forces in the universe. Um, that, <laughs> and, you know, if you're strong, you're weak, you're electromagnetic, and you're... Ooh, there's a fourth one. Pleasure's been all mine today, man. Really lovely time today. I wish you the best of luck tonight in our matchup. It's going to come down to Kelsey and Hollywood Brown versus... Um, my tight end is Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. It's every time Lamar Jackson's in the red zone, it is going to be hectic for both of us right now. Like, where is the ball going? <laughs> right? Is he is he going <laughs> yeah. post or is he going seam? Like, it's going to be super stressful. But wish you the best of luck. It's been a good fight, and um, hopefully see each other again later in the season. All right, man. This has been great. Cheers, Talk dude. You.